can probably get things underway. I'm probably going to be taking more of the lead on this uh, block party and burrito Dow weekly artist space hosted by myself and Kat Russell uh, for everyone just tuning in. I am ready of burrito Dow. Um, I host a bunch of the spaces and handle some other things for the Dow as well. And I'm one of the artists uh, on the team. And we are very happy to be here this evening with uh, my co-host, as always, Kat Russell, who is representing Block Party. And we are featuring uh, Izzy Allwright this evening, who is also, well, that's your username. But would you mind maybe explaining that a little bit? Uh, Maybe as one of the first questions where your uh, name itself comes from. Yeah, I don't mind explaining. Um, So, like... You definitely don't have to call me Izzy, all right? And it actually catches me off guard. I sometimes forget that that's my username. Um, and it's not a bad thing, but it's a really old thing. It's, it's just a thing with me. Um, and the story is kind of deep and a little bit sad. So I, I don't necessarily like to talk about it. And this is like more than likely why I don't do Twitter spaces, because it is a question that comes up pretty often. But Hey, if you don't want to talk about it, that's totally cool. If it's just two different names, it's two different names, and we can go by faith, and that's totally fine. It just ha- it has um, significance to it, um, and it's just a nickname that uh, that I've had since I was younger. But yeah, my name is Faith Love, so that works. Perfect. I'm very happy to go by that, and that uh, is no problem with me. Kat Russell, would you like to give us a very brief intro uh, to who you are, if you wouldn't mind? Yeah, my name's Kat. Uh, I work head of community over at Block Party, um, and I'm also a member of Burrito Dow. Uh, Block Party does some curated drops. We've been doing a, or we're doing a monthly this year, so be on the lookout for those. They'll be of different artist collectives and curators. Otherwise, we've been building a Dex, and we work on some node solutions, and that's what we're all about. But we just like artists, so we do these too. And this is one of our weekly artist interview spaces that will be recorded. So you will be able to listen to this if you missed any of it on our Twitter archive, on Spotify, or anywhere uh, you get your podcasts, like Apple Podcasts or what have you. Um, And on our YouTube channel as well, which you can find through the links in our uh, main accounts profile. And you can also find our Discord to keep in touch with us there as well. So thank you everyone for showing up. There's a lot of things you could be doing with your time and we're very grateful that you are spending it with us. Sorry, I needed to breathe for a second. That was a lot of words. All right. So Faith. Please, in a very brief sense, introduce us to who you are and what you do and maybe how you would describe your art. Sure. Um, So for everyone in the room or anyone in the room who doesn't know who I am, I'm Faith Love um, and uh, I'm an artist and I'm also an extreme artist advocate. Um, I really love creators and I love supporting them and standing up for them. Um, My art is... uh, in the, the, the most simple way, just like my feelings. And I have a lot of feelings I go through. Um, I like to think of myself as hyper emotional. Um, so I can pretty much draw whatever I'm feeling, even if it's just like something really tiny, I can make it very complex. And I feel like it's a superpower. And when I discovered this superpower, I pretty much ran with it. And yeah, that's where I am today. Amazing. So I would suppose uh, it's safe to uh, lead into the fact that you work off of maybe emotions rather than like a concept or idea right out of the gate. You're more so led by feeling. 
Yeah. Um, so it, it really differs. Uh, I do like to draw how I'm feeling like at current. And uh, this can open me up to a lot of scrutiny from people uh, because sometimes I draw things that a lot of people probably wouldn't want to draw or see visualized. And I totally understand that. The whole point of my work is to make people super uncomfortable. Like that's, that's what I want to do. And it's on purpose, completely on purpose. I want it to be weird and strange and I want it to make people uh, feel some type of way. I don't think about a concept too much. Um, so like, for example, I'm sitting here and I'm jittery. I could just simply uh, just start drawing and I'm like, ooh, jittery could look like this and it could look like this. And I just kind of go from there. Amazing. So it really is like a very organic development when you sit down to create. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Um, unless it's like something that someone has requested, because in the past people have asked me to draw certain things. And I'm just, okay, I have to think about that because that's not something that I would draw, like just off out of the blue. So th those are more um, prompted, I guess you could say. Understandable. Um, so your your process develops very organically. Would you say that when you sit down to like draw a piece, you commit to the lines right away? Like you see what your like vision is right away and like you just go for it? Or do you like develop a sketch and then refine it and like kind of move around with it a little bit? Like what what is your process when you sit down to actually do the piece in terms of I technical start rendering? I start with some pretty nasty sketch work. Um, like I'm talking stick figures with really big heads and big smiles. Hell uh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I draw on top of my background. Uh, naturally, I try not to draw on top of a white background because um, I kind of, I feel like that that background, that textured paper that I use is kind of my signature. So and any concept has to start on that. And um, that's what works for me. But yeah, we go really dirty sketch and then we clean it up and then those lines have to be perfect. Um, and I used to, there's like a, there's a trick to it because I think everyone thinks that I'm like magical or something. But I recently discovered the stabilizer in Procreate. And at first I was just really good at keeping my hands super still so that my lines were perfect. But now it's like I can literally create perfect lines. And even so, I'll have like people go, even with the stabilizer, I still can't do that. And I don't believe them. I don't believe anyone who says that they can't draw a straight line with a stabilizer on. But I feel like I'm a perfectionist when it comes to my line work. And I also feel like that's a part of my work. I don't think that my work would be as loud if my lines were not perfect. That is a great way to put it. I think that the cleanliness of your work adds to the volumes that it speaks because the directness of your ideas is so immediate. I like that. Directness. So, yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was uh, going to say, Cat had his hand up for a little while there. Go ahead, Cat. So, when I first started picking up a couple of your pieces, maybe a year and a half ago, uh, I had this assumption uh, about like, I guess what they were about and rather than ask you what they were about right now, I just figured I'd throw out what my assumption was and you can tell me like how off base I am. How's that sound? Let's do it. Okay. 
Um, so when I was first seeing your work, uh, I kept noticing that at least back then, and it still feels pretty recurring that it's always this naked female or usually this naked female. And then this like emotional moment. And she's usually wearing a mask. And I was always like, yeah, it's like a self portrait and she's naked. Cause she's very exposed. And then like the mask is there. Cause she's kind of like trying to hide from that. Uh, is that at all on base or am I just way off? No, you're, you're completely on base. Um, Oh, the mask. The mask is uh, something that I, I really enjoy talking about. And this is why I said it's like really rare that I get in a room and I get to talk about my work. Um, I kind of like that people have to just figure it out. But um, the mask is exactly what you said. It's it's th these are self portraits. Um, and yes, I do feel very exposed. I have an audience and I feel like I always have eyes on me and I've always felt that way as a creator. And that mask gives me an opportunity to hide. And honestly, at the beginning of 2022, I drew a piece that was full of color and it was this uh, really big character with sunflowers around her and it was titled Unmasked. And at the beginning in January, I said I was going to stop drawing masks, but I had an absolute, like the worst year ever. And probably a month later, I started drawing masks again because I just was not ready to unpack and something that I've decided to do this year is not draw a mask on my work, just go completely face. And I think that it's been really terrifying, but it gives my character like this personality. And um, I never wanted my character to have a personality, just like I don't like when people assume that, you know, I'm drawing like a, a woman or a man. Sometimes it's, it's just straight up just I'm drawing. So it can be whatever you want it to be. If I draw two women, it can be two men if that's what you want, or it could just be a character. It's just, it's just an OC. It's just what works for me. Um, like some people don't draw faces. Some people don't draw hands. I don't really like to associate anything to my character. It's just something that I'm using to visualize that emotion in that moment. That is really powerful stuff, and I really enjoy the just the cohesiveness of the symbolism and the like the ways that the metaphors extend through your art into how you're actually feeling. It's like the messages and emotions behind your work are very tangible as well as effective when they're on the paper. And yeah, that's the entire like that's the point. Um, and I also don't try to draw things that I think people can just figure out. Like, I don't want you to have to think for days about what I'm trying to draw, but I also only want people to see what they want to see. Like, you don't have to base it off of the title. So if I title it, I need to get out of my head. Well, what do you see? It's, it's, it's really just about how you see this artwork. How do you relate to it? Because people see my work and they see something completely different from what I've drawn. And I think that that's extremely fascinating. And that's exactly what I want. I was going to say, I think that there's something that like every artist, like whether they like it or not, has to realize is that like once you put the artwork out there, it's free for other people to interpret however they want. Like you can suggest however you want people to digest it or understand it as best you can. But ultimately, it's going to come up to the viewer what their takeaway is from every piece that they look at. And you have to be open to that as an artist. I know that some people wouldn't be um, open to being as vulnerable as I am with my art uh, because 
that opens people up to uh, discussing your work. And that opens me up to a lot of discussion. I think on a daily, I get like at least 30 DMs of people just asking questions about these concepts. I've had people send me paragraphs. I've read them. And I've just kind of, I, I remember I read this one message about this piece that I drew and I like sat there and it made my stomach hurt. And I was just like, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't know why you're reading me like this. I didn't ask for it. I'm just drawing. And some people just feel the urge to speak and that's okay. And I think that my work really makes people open up and they're completely vulnerable with me. They're just like, I don't know who you are, but I'm looking at this and now I'm crying in the bathroom. And I just wanted you to know how it made me feel. And it just like, at first I'm just like, okay, I feel bad. But then I'm just like, I, you probably needed that. You probably need to get that emotion off of your shoulders. Most definitely. Oh, Kat, Speaking of emotions, um, you know, when I started making art, I, I often, there's this stereotype of like the artist who's perpetually in pain and like you can only make art if you're in grief and sadness and i was wondering like for you as an artist do you find that you make better art when you're in moments of like the good times of life or in moments of bad times of life or do you think that it's irrelevant um i think it's pretty irrelevant and i say that because i'm not like the happiest person in the world um i have like a fair share of bad days over good days and I know how to have balance, but I'm definitely not going to draw something that I'm not feeling genuinely. Um, like I, I can't happy. This is also why I don't use color. I, I just can't relate to it anymore. The way that I used to um, when I first like started posting my work on Twitter years ago. I mean, it, it, you can kind of go on the blockchain and scroll down like super rare to 2020. And people are always blown away by the fact that I'm like, I scrolled down your your super rare account or I was on your OpenSea and I see all this color, but now you don't even use that. And it's like, well, because that's not who I am anymore. I, I don't relate to that colorful, bright, smiling work, um, eyes that are kind of like swoony. It's just not who I am. I'm more closed off and I really just want to express myself. And happiness is like something that's difficult for me to even feel. And when I do feel it, it's pretty temporary. I might feel it for like maybe a day or two. And then I kind of go back into impeding doom. And I hate to say it like that, but that's legitimately what like my life is like on a, on a daily. I never know. I never know in these spaces a cat and I host who's going to jump up next. I'm always like, <laughs> Yeah, we do tend to do a lot of awkward pauses, but I think it's uh, overall for the better, uh, despite the pauses having to exist. I agree. I'm very happy to have these organic, these very organic feeling conversations, even if there are sometimes some awkward pauses. But uh, I have another question. Faith, how long have you been generally involved in the Web3 space? Let's just talk about that very briefly. Yeah, of course. Um, I like telling my story. <laughs> um, oh, well, then I, awesome. I was going to say, you probably <laughs> tell the same thing to everyone. So I, was, I didn't want to ask you the same old questions. But if you like taking the floor, please, by all means, explain as much as you'd like. I'm happy to listen. No, I, I, I don't get to talk about it as often, like publicly like this. Uh, but I do like to tell people because some people don't know how to scrub the blockchain. So I, I love talking about it. 
Um, but I've been in the space since 2020. I want to say, uh, like it was like March when I got in. Eve was like 200 bucks. Um, <laughs> I sold my first piece for like 2.5 Eve, which was like $400. That was a big deal for me. Um, this was coming off of at being an artist that was just living off of prints. And so pre-pandemic, I was just living off of prints. And I, I made that like my thing. That was my thing. It pretty much almost killed me. And I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I'm stressed and I'm depressed and I need help and I can't do it. And nobody understands. And people are very unkind, it's, it's, especially to artists. They don't understand that most of the time we're doing everything by ourselves and we can't afford help. And one day I was just sitting on Twitter and um, I saw Victor tweeting about like NFTs. And I was like, what the hell is an NFT? Anyways, I'm not gonna like, I almost like, like almost muted Victor. Cause I was just like, this seems like a scam. And I feel like someone is trying to scam him. So I'm just gonna ignore it. I'm gonna keep supporting and I'm just gonna let it be. And then I continue to see this. And then um, on from super rare reached out to me in my DMS and I completely I like I literally said to myself, I don't know what a super rare is, but it looks like you're trying to steal from me. You're trying to rob me. You're trying to scam me. So I'm not responding to this DM. So I just didn't respond. And she came back and she did it again. And I gave it a shot. It took me like two weeks to figure out how to set it up because I just did not understand. And I was just like, I don't get it. And I posted my first piece. I did like some real slight. Um, I, I don't understand why people are so freaked out about marketing. I did exactly what I was doing before NFTs. I posted it and I said, hey, I uploaded this to Super Rare. This is a piece of work that you guys can buy for crypto. I don't even know what crypto is, but you can buy it. And I guess it's my money. And it sold pretty quickly. I had a really quick conversation with the collector. The collector does not seem to be in the space anymore. Very incognito, not a problem. I think that that's like, it makes my art even more cool when I know that it'll never sell again. I think that's dope. Um, and then I, it kind of just like went from there. I started to admit my work more. And then like, I was like, eh, I kind of want to do more here. Like, I don't want to just sell my art. I'm more than that. I'm actually like really valuable. So I got a job at Foundation and I I ran with that. I had a blast. Um, I helped a lot of artists get on Foundation. I loved it there. I loved the people that I worked with. And then that didn't work out anymore. And I kind of just went and bounced around um, at a couple other places for a bit. And then I landed at MetaMask and Consensus. And so that's kind of where my journey took me. Again, it feels very exploratory and like organic and it really felt like you navigated through this space in like a very authentic way. And I think that that's something that like no matter what people like cite as like one of the qualities about you that like they really admire is that like you're a very genuine person. I try to be and I have a bite to me as well. Like I, I definitely have like my fair share of horror stories with creators in the space that I still love to this day, even though like we've bumped heads, but I do feel like creators aren't like real until they get into some sort of conflict with each other and being so in front of creators and wanting to constantly support them can get pretty difficult. But for the most part, if you ask anyone about me, I am very kind and I'm very forgiving and I'm very forgetful as well. 
So if we were fighting last year, I didn't remember, I might still be trying to talk to you today. And I love artists and I've always loved artists. And I remember when I posted my first piece on Twitter years ago and it like I stayed up all night working on this piece of this character on this moon. And I was like, oh, I'm going to post this. No one's going to like it, but it's fine. I'm so proud of it. I drew it on my phone and I posted. I woke up the next morning. I slept for like three hours, had to go to work at Cracker Barrel. And I like go into work and I'm like, oh, my God, my piece is like viral. What do I do? And they're just like, well, I don't know. And people started like DMing me. And it was like, are you going to sell prints? And that's really where like my digital art career took off. Like that was the moment where I was like, I'm talented. I'm going to take this. I'm going to run with it. And I just started to fall in love with creators. I, I, I mean, I fell in love with the fact that I discovered something just out of pure feeling down and not knowing what to do. And I have like every bit of creativity in me. I used to write poetry. I published a book and finding out that I could draw was like in insane. That was really intense. And it was a little scary at first because finding my style was like terrifying. And I did a lot of like searching and trying to find myself in copying stuff. And I was just like, none of this is it. And then just letting something just settle with me and figuring out that like surrealism, minimalism, emotions, I can draw my feelings and everyone can't do that. I agree. I think that that's a very powerful skill. I think that everyone should explore creativity and find a medium that makes the most sense for them because I think that everyone having some sort of expressive outlet is super important just in a human sense because without that I feel like we just end up bottling up all of our feelings so it's it's really great that you found the way that felt most like fit for you to to explain your thoughts and feelings and I think that that is commendable in itself because you stuck with the journey until you found the way that you could most connect with other people. Uh, so I was gonna, I, I guess, um, I, I guess that sort of leads me into my next question, into my next question, which is actually a, um, a rewind rather. Um, what got you into art in like a general sense in your life? Has this been a later development? Have you always been naturally drawn to be creative? What sort of role has that played in your life? Um, I feel like I've been creative for a good portion of my life um and it's honestly just because of uh you know the the basic uh, trauma um I think I discovered drawing after like something really traumatic happened um my grandmother passed away and I had to do something that kind of distracted me from the fact that I didn't have her in my life anymore and art was the answer and that was when I tapped into poetry and I was just like okay like I'm just going to write, like, I'm just going to write and I'm going to write exactly how I feel. I was in and out of relationships. I was getting my heart broken. I was breaking hearts and I wanted to write about it. And then I discovered Procreate and I had a cell phone and I was like, I wonder what I can do on my phone. And I just kind of would scribble. And it, one of my first drawings is actually on my Instagram account, personal account. And it's literally just like a portrait of me on a couch just like hanging out and it's the worst drawing ever but it was like the start of me figuring out that I had something in me and I could just create 
I didn't go to school for art, um, never had interest to do that. And like I said, like, I, I think when people tell me that they can't draw, I usually respond with you can draw, you just haven't tapped into it yet. Like I didn't think that I could either in the beginning, but when people see my old stuff, they're always just like, no, you definitely can draw. And over time I've just improved. And this is where practice came in, constantly just pushing stuff out. In 2019, I did like a challenge where I drew something every day for a year and I posted it on Twitter. And that's also like why my, like where my account getting big came from was doing that challenge. And all these people just like, how are you doing that? And I'm just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just drawing whatever I see in my head. I just, I'm going with it. It's just every day is going to be something weird. And that was probably the hardest challenge of my life, but it, my skills improved crazy and drastically when I did that. And, you know, I've had this conversation with people before that like, Anyone who's ever approached me and been like, oh, man, like your artwork is so cool. It's like it didn't get that way overnight. Like I, I <laughs> it took me a long time to do this. Like it took a lifetime of just doodling and practicing and, and making all this stuff like constantly. Like it didn't just happen one day. And sure, there are people out there that have natural talent. But like imagine if those people who sat down and just had that natural talent also practiced every single day. It's like the level of or the threshold of creation can go so high. And it's like, truly the only way to get better is by practicing is by doing. And it's like, when it comes to art, that literally couldn't be more true. And the more regularly you're doing anything, you're going to be learning no matter what, because you see the constant improvement every single time you, you reapproach it. Um, how important do you feel uh, consistently showing up for yourself is in terms of like producing art? Or do you feel that it's it's way better to just approach uh, creation in a healthy way where it's like you really feel like you're only drawn to create at certain times? Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm only drawn to creating at certain times. I'm one of those. Um, and I think what happens is um, social media gets you caught up in this bubble that makes you believe that people are constantly creating. And this is because there's always new eyes. And um, I, I constantly post my work and that's a business tactic. That's just me, you know, pushing myself out as a product. And I, I feel like every artist should do that, especially if you just want to continue to grow your fan base. But when it comes to how often I create, not very often. I have a lot of work in my portfolio that I just haven't posted. And sometimes I'll like go through and I might spruce it up and I'll just go, okay, it's ready. Like I can show this to the world now. And then there are pieces that you guys are never going to see. Never. And, and that's just like, because I'm not ready to show it. But like, even right now, I haven't drawn anything in like a week. And I'm okay with that. Like I have stuff that I have to do. I have commissions, but it's like, I can't draw right now and I'm in a pretty eh state of life and mind and you would think oh that's like the perfect time for a creator to express but for me it's not I need to sit on my emotions I need to um, process them I need to make sure what I'm feeling is like what I'm actually feeling and not just like my brain playing tricks on me and then I can put it into like I can visualize whatever it is and I feel like people lose the the you lose yourself as an artist when you feel like you just have to constantly pump stuff out. That is really just not the way that it should 100%. go. Ever. Yeah, I, I don't agree. Um, I, I, even when I was drawing um, for 365 days, 
every single day I had to draw something, I was in pain, like physical pain. Like it just felt so gross to just pump something out in 24 hours. I was like, oh my God, like I had like a schedule and I was just like, I have to post it before five. I have to post this. Like I got to finish it. And I literally would start my day like that. I would wake up in the morning. I would get ready for work. I would draw. I would go to work with my iPad. I would draw. I would get off work instead of sleeping. I would draw so that I could finish something and put it out to the world. And that's why I say when I finished that challenge, that was crazy because it taught me that I could never do that again. That is not the type of artist that I am. I have to feel very connected to the pieces that I make. And I think this is where a lot of the uh, the feelings come in. This is where those connections, um, I, I grow those connections with my audience and people are just like, this is crazy. I don't know how you did this. And it's like, I don't know how I did it either, but I did it. And it was pretty easy for me. <laughs> Definitely. And I was going to say, I wanted to touch on one of the things that you said that I think is very important. I think that every artist should have a relationship with their art that is almost a little bit more private to an extent where it's like you should feel comfortable that the things that you spend time in don't have to be like always thrust into the public sphere immediately and like deemed like worthy based on like a number or amount of interaction or sale or whatever. It's like your art is your art and you should have a personal connection to it outside of the attachment of commercializing it or monetizing it. And I think it's very healthy for artists to have pieces that they, uh, that they don't actually share with anyone else or, or rather just like personal friends or whoever they trust. It's, it's, it's very important. I'm sensitive about my stuff. Honestly, I've, I've drawn things and I've cried after drawing them. Um, I think one of my most recent pieces that I cried after drawing was, um, uh, what is it, New Beginnings. And I think the reason why I cried was because sometimes I, I accidentally draw things that I don't mean to draw. And uh, maybe it's not something I wanted to visualize. And my future is not something that I like to draw. Uh, and I tend to draw that often. And it seems to be um, a category that I'm sticking to right now, uh, like with universal feelings and things like that. And who I am and who I'm going to be. And whenever I draw something that puts me in a space of just absolute sorrow and just sadness, I'm like, damn, do I want to post this? And these are usually the pieces I absolutely hate. And I hate them because um, this is why I say I'm not always going to draw exactly how I feel. But when I do that, oh my God, like that piece is going to be the one. It's a banger. These are always the banger pieces. These are the ones where people are losing their fucking marbles when they see it. And I'm just like, see, I don't like that. Like, I don't like this piece, but I see that you like it. And and that's where like Web3 comes in and I get really excited. And I'm just like, wow, like collectors and connecting with my work because it's more than just like a, a piece of art. It's There's a lot in it. And I really need people to resonate with it, especially if they want to own it. Definitely. Um, we're about halfway through our uh, our time slot here. Just want to check in with Kat and see if he wanted uh, to ask anything before I reset the room a little bit here. I did have one question that kind of harkens back to something that was said earlier. Go for it. Um, you mentioned working at Cracker Barrel and uh <laughs> Well, a lot of artists I know, they tend to, for a long time, just take random gigs because they just need a job to 
fill the void and give income while they're doing art essentially. And I was wondering what's the weirdest job that you ever ended up taking for a bit of time? Oh my God. (laughs) Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with number two because number one is crazy. And there's a lot of people in the room that I'm not ready to know this about me yet. So um, I worked for uh, TSA and that was, oh God, that was truly an experience. That was something. Um, It was fun though. And it was also how I like realized that I I really like people and it's disgusting. Like I actually hate that I like people this much because I would wake up in the morning like 4 a.m. and I would go to the airport in my little rent-a-cop uniform and I would just be so happy. I'd be like, good morning to the passengers and they'd be like, leave me alone. Why are you doing that? Oh, I hate it here. And I'm just like, God, smile. Like just be happy. You guys suck. The TSA sucks. And I'm just like, I'm protecting you. Why are you so mad at me? And I didn't understand like how crazy that job was until I I think I had to, oh my God, I had to check some ashes. And that was the moment when I like tapped out mentally. And I was just like, I do think that this is a crazy job. And I totally understand why you guys are so mean to me now. Because if I had to come to through the airport with like ashes that belong to my loved one, and then they had to be opened up and checked with like some sort of paper strip, I would also lose my marbles too. So that was definitely like my number two weirdest job. And Cracker Barrel was like high and high number one for sure. Yeah. um, TSA, huh? (laughs) Yeah, TSA. yeah, it was happens. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. That's what I say now. When, when I fly, I'm like, sometimes I turn that energy back on and I, I don't give them any type, any slack. Like, I don't, I'm not rude to them. I'm very respectful because I know how hard the job is. And it was a very hard job, but it definitely was not me. Um, I definitely can say that serving was me. And serving was actually what convinced me to take my art completely full-time and like sell prints and live off of them like I had a table I went in one day and I was extremely nasty to this table I tried to give it away like six times and I was just like hey I don't want this table I'm ready to go it was New Year's Eve night and I was over it I was just like look I've worked a double who wants it no one would take it and I felt like the universe hated me that day and this table knew that I didn't want them and I think that also ticked me off because when I would walk by they would make comments and I was just like why am I being treated like this? Come to find out after giving them terrible service, they sat in my section for two hours. They asked me what I did outside of working. And I said, I'm an artist. And they said, what kind? And I showed them. And I, I love showing the guests my art because they would always be like, wow, this is so cool. And I'm like, yeah, like I sell prints. So I make like money on the side, but this is just like just something to get me by. And I talked to him for like 45 minutes and um, they asked me what was stopping me from quitting. And I said, I'm scared. I'm just not ready to uh, do that. I'm terrified. I'm very, very terrified. And I don't know if I have like I don't have the talent to take this that way. They tipped me five hundred dollars and the pandemic happened right after this happened. And it's like. The universe was just like, you will never, ever have to serve again. And I quit. And I went completely like into my art and it, it just became my life. 
Oh, Kat, did you have anything you wanted to say? No, I was just jotting down if we decided to like make a little sound bite of this conversation. That's the sound bite right there. Like that's a lovely story. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. So um we've got about twenty minutes left here. Would you like me to potentially uh open the floor up to some additional speakers or requests? Anyone who has questions or uh just wants to say hey? Yeah, I saw Wizard has had their hand up for a while, and they've been very patient, so we should probably just pull them up. All right. I'm open to people coming up. I'd love to hear from some people in the room. Yeah, so if anybody uh, would like to come up, please feel free to request. We'll get you guys on up here. Don't be scared. Um, hey, guys. I'm so glad uh, to meet you. Thank you for this opportunity to speak. Uh, my name is Mary. I'm self-taught NFT artist, and uh, I've got bipolar disorder. And uh, my first NFT collection is about uh, struggling with mood swings. It is called Mood Sinusoid. I'm gonna pin this tweet with you. Mary, we are focusing this uh, conversation specifically on Faith, as this is an artist spotlight of her. You're more than welcome to ask her some questions, though. Okay, sure. Hi. Um, so, uh, can I uh, tell you about this collection? Uh, unfortunately, this is, this is not that sort of space for that this evening. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's totally all right. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, but to keep the space rolling, I am just going to move on to Kai, who has their hand up. Okay. okay Kai, sure. what's up? Yo. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Uh, I'm Kai. It's a honor to actually get to hear you talk faith um i've seen your work i've seen incidents of people you know um i've always just wondered who it was behind the account as i wonder probably many do um it's great to hear very familiar um ality i guess in sort of your journey your experiences um i love that no matter how many times you're tested uh your determination you know, you, you're resilient. Um, you really give inspiration, motivation, and you aspire people to just be better. Uh, we appreciate you. I just want you to know. I want you to know that you're a great artist uh, and that, you know, never give up. We're, we're really appreciative for you. And if they're not, I am. So thank you. Um, questions also. Oh, my God. What is that? <laughs> This is so nice. Yo. Oh my god! <laughs> you can't just say all of that and then just okay. Now I'm gonna ask you a question. I have like, to get I'm it out. I have, I have to get it out. It was. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, nah. Like I've, I've really, I've seen you a lot in this space, and I've never been able to know who it was really behind the account, you know. And so, is it was just great to be able to be here and hear firsthand from the source itself, you know. 
Thank you. Like that, that means a lot to me. And um, before I was like an artist, I wrote, uh, I had a blog and I went by Resilient Black Girl. So hearing you say that I'm resilient, um, it's also tatted on my arm. I stand by that. I've had to be resilient my entire life. And I try to showcase that in my artwork. And I love when people see it without me having to even use that word. So thank you. You're, you're, your words are kind and they just made my heart flutter and I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, that's harmony. That's that's what that is. Um, it's real. It's genuine. That is proof right there for everyone. You know, yeah. I'm just blessed, man. I'm, I'm excited. It's an honor, you know. My question more so was, you know, um, your medium, your style, uh, do you have a name for you? for your genre of art, um, for your style, or anything that you've pursued as to what, I guess, you call your process? Um, no, I've never thought to name my art style because I'm pretty sure it exists. Um, so I just, like, I stick to words that are familiar to people, and that's minimalism and just emotion. And I don't think I'll ever name it be just because I... I I don't think it's necessary. I, I really just wanted to speak for itself. And I don't think I need to put any type of title behind the, the way that I draw. Anyone can do it. I'm open to people like doing it too. like try to open yourself up to something different. I hope that answers your question. Oh, yeah. Tenfold. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you for answering my question. Thank you for existing. Um, just continue to do you. man. Y'all can pull me back down there. You know, I just want to listen, please. Dang, Kai, you sure you don't go? You don't want to say it? Give more Everybody time? says that. It's crazy <laughs> that whenever I try to go down, they're like, are you sure? You know what? I'll stay up here. I'm just going to be muted, man. Hey, it's... Nah, Kai, <laughs> normally I'll let you go down, but you had a lot to say tonight. <laughs> hey, hey, big fan, man. That's awesome. That's what we like to see. All right, we got we got a couple of friends up here now. Uh, I think Rika was up here first. So, Rika, would you like to uh, ask a question? Hey, sorry, I am currently making it's like it's okay, I can still speak. Um, hi, Faith, it is very nice to meet you. Just like hi, um, I have been seeing you around my TL for like since last year, and I've always wondered, like, who is this woman behind like like this account sorry that I'm heaving because I had to run down the stairs <laughs> to my phone when I heard <laughs> when I heard my name um but yeah your work is so inspirational and when I found out that you were also a black woman I was like oh my god this is even <laughs> like a special bonus for me because I'm also a black woman <laughs> but your work like it just has so much emotion and it's very inspiring to hear your story. And I feel like it always adds that like extra layer to an artist. And it's like, wow, like now I get it. Like, you know, like it almost makes you even more great, even though like it sounds strange. But when you do open up and allow people to kind of understand what kind of molds you as an artist, I feel like it is so special. So this is a space that I couldn't miss. I was like, you know, I need to hear her. I, I don't even know what she sounds like but she is so inspirational and I see you on the TL as a voice for other artists as well because you know how it goes for artists we're not always heard sometimes people hear us but you make sure that you're heard and I just love you for that um so I have a question as well 
<laughs> and I wanted to know, so uh, I know like you were saying that like, your concepts, like, you know, it comes from emotion, like you want it to like resonate with people, but like, is it, is it like images which you see in your head? Because I find it so draw to like see things in my head. Like I have to look at reference photos and I wanted to know if it comes straight from like your, your like imagination. Um, yeah, so most of it comes from my imagination. Uh, so I'll use like, I really need to get out of my head as an example. I have drawn that concept probably 10 different ways and each way is different and very different from the last. And it's really just me thinking like, okay, how can I make this sicker? <laughs> like, how can I really make someone just kind of cringe when they look at it? And um, that's what I want. And I think honestly, therapy has a lot to do with um, how I'm able to uh, come up with these crazy concepts. I'm constantly just in my head. And that's why I like to draw. I need to get out of my head because I'm in it all the time and I, I can't get out of it. And I actually don't want to which is why I drew um, the last version of I need to get out of my head in a way of a character just not actually wanting to leave. Like she, she don't actually want to get out of her, that head. Trust me. Like she is comfortable. That is a safe space. My head is my safe space. I feel safe until it steers me in the wrong direction. I'm going to stay in my head. Wow. That is so amazing. Like I, yeah, mind blown. But anyways, I'm going to hand it over to the next speaker, but yeah, you're amazing. Keep on doing what you're doing you have so many fans if you don't already know <laughs> so please <laughs> yeah keep on creating also don't burn out like if you do need to take breaks that's fine we can wait thank you Rika I appreciate you coming up yeah for real thank you so much Oh, sorry. I was, I, for some reason, I always think I need to be quiet when people are coming up, but I don't. Oh, all right. But uh, I think we brought up Maxwell and then JT, if you guys both have questions. Ooh, I'm shook. Maxwell wants to ask me a question. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't be shook. I just came here to so you could hear Prepare for my voice because I usually try to comment as much as I can how much I love your your work. So you know, I just wanted to hear it from my voice. But um, yeah, one question I had for you was, what was your biggest what's what's your biggest challenge as an artist? Um, my biggest challenge is definitely uh, battling imposter syndrome. And um, it's crazy because I was just in a space where Dustin was talking about this. Um, but yeah, it's being online. Um, being online as an artist is kind of terrifying because it feels like you're competing with people or you're trying to stay like in front of people and you don't want anyone to forget about you. And um I don't want anyone to forget about me and also don't want to ever have to change up to stand out. I, I just want my art to speak for itself and I do want it to, I want to be recognized for it. I don't want to have to do anything different for people to want to, you know, see me. And that freaks me out sometimes. And especially being in like the web three space, I'm constantly just in a state of just fear. Like, okay, what if my work is just not good enough, but I'm teaching myself like every day that my work is like phenomenal and I'm always reminded that it's phenomenal. People are constantly telling me this and 
it took a while for me to even believe it. And now I'm pretty confident that I make like some phenomenal shit. And I know that it's top notch and there's like no one doing it like I'm doing it. And I'm pretty proud of that. Oh, yeah, I, f- I feel you on that because I, I think I struggle with the same thing. So, yeah, thanks for answering the question. Of course. Thank you for coming up. Thank you to everyone who came up. You guys have been absolutely fantastic. Really appreciate it. Uh, I even wanted to say <laughs> thank you to Weezart for coming up, even if she uh, didn't understand it first. But she's not even here anymore. So <laughs> I wish she would have stuck around. <laughs> Maybe would have told her to come back for a burrito banter or something, you know, when, when uh, the environment is a little bit more open. But it's so tough because she was so sweet. But yeah, what's the yeah. time? It made me laugh, though. I needed that. And it and it was a good laugh. It was like, okay, I love that she was able to relate to this and she felt comfortable enough to speak on her art that's also about emotions. People who draw emotions don't get a lot of space to talk about it. So I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find her and follow her and reach out to her because I'd love to hear about that project. Faith, she had that request open for like a half hour, just oh so God. you know, she was committed to that. Oh my, I love it. I love dedication. I do. Man, there's I remember back when like I I was really getting started in web3 like going into like shill rooms that had like a queue of like a 100 people <laughs> waiting. Oh my god. She she was like she 30 minutes was nothing compared to like some of those lines. You would be waiting for like 2 hours listening to like undead crypto bunnies for like eight pitches in a row (laughs) oh my god i used to go in those rooms um back when i thought like shilling was something that i wanted to try and i would just sit and wait and i'd have my hand up and i'd be like oh my god it's been like 30 minutes are they never gonna let me up and then i would listen to people have like personal spaces about something and then the person finally gets on stage and they're just like I have this project and I'm shilling it to everyone in here. Please come and support me. And it's just like, damn, did you hear anything that they just said? (laughs) Did you even listen to what this space was about? That's why what she did made me laugh because it took me back to like last year and the year before. I'm like, damn, that made me feel like a blast to the past because the space is not like that anymore. (laughs) It's like you just you just really weren't listening. Like you just weren't like you can you can argue that like maybe you were but like you you weren't you you definitely didn't she was not listening she was not listening and it's okay I'm gonna reach out to her I'm gonna I'm gonna get the tea on that project I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to support her <laughs> nah it's that that's and you know what that is one of the reasons why we love you Faith you are a genuine supporter of creatives you have definitely helped a lot of people out and we are very grateful to you for that not only for the artists that you put out not only for the art that you put out into the world that helps people feel better about their own emotions or maybe understand them in a different way you also have uplifted so many so truly thank you from from everyone my heart i mean wow i'm 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 really happy right now i'm happy because i get to watch you tonight and then i'm happy because of this space (laughs) um this I've been having a bad week. And like I said, I don't do Twitter spaces. I don't talk about my story because I I really don't like soap operas. And I feel like my story is quite literally just, oh, my life, woe is me. Everybody feel bad. I don't want that. 
that's why the art is louder than I am. And this is why people don't like, I've never heard her and DMs like, I've never heard you talk before. Good. You won't hear me talk for a while after this. And that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> you know what? That's that's why you have to go listen to the recording, kids. Please don't. You're not going to get <laughs> a lot of these. <laughs> I just remembered it's recorded. I hate my voice. So, oh, God. Hey, listen, so do I. So, you know what? <laughs> We're both in the same boat here. And I have to do this multiple times a week. How do you think I feel? I, your voice is great. Please. <laughs> well, that makes one of us who feels that way. I think I sound like a giant nerd, but I'm okay with this because this is the voice that I have. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think most people hard. hate their voice. That was crazy. But anyway, we are approaching the end of the hour here. Does anybody have any final questions before we wrap up this fantastic evening of conversation? Make it really, really, really good, JT. Do not let me down. I will come to your DMs and you, you're going to have a bad night if this is a bad question. And Kai, I saw your hand okay. drop down. So that better <laughs> mean you have a question and not just more things to say about how much you love Izzy's uh, oh my God. Sorry, sorry. It happened. It happened one time. I was thinking too quick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the space. Um, love you, Faith. Uh, my question is... Um, earlier you said that you're working on procreate i was and then uh i remember you doing a painting um a while back i forgot how long ago that was um i was going to ask what's your favorite medium to use and then also i wanted to ask um as the second question uh real quick uh, what's your view on um internet culture and memes being used in an artistic way for like artists to um, express themselves like that's since that's trendy uh, going on now Oh, I love the second question. Um, so first question, I think you're talking about uh, change your perspective. I literally painted that like to give to a collector. I hate painting. And the reason why I hate painting is because um, I'm shaky. Like my hands are very shaky. I can't stabilize a paintbrush. I can't. I have to lay the canvas on the floor. I have to get on my knees and I have to just make it work and figure it out. And I make a lot of mistakes. And I'll paint, but it has to be something that I feel like needs to be on a canvas. Otherwise, me and paint just aren't friends. And I have a lot of paint. I do. And I've spent a lot of money on brushes. But, um, yeah, we just we don't get along. And But I can paint only when I want to. And your second question, um, I'm learning a lot about memes. And I'm learning a lot about, like, the, the culture that is with that. Because when I first, like, saw memes kind of erupting, it took me back to like MySpace days and when I had Pepe as my background and I thought to myself, okay, I used to, I, I know what that frog is, but why do you guys keep saying that it's culture? I, I need to understand that part. And what it did was it took me to talk to a few collectors. Um, I got into a couple of arguments with my collectors. It was great. It was really great. These were bonding exercises because I was legitimately like going back and forth with one of my collectors and we were like cursing each other out and I was calling him a clown. And and I, I finally came to like the understanding and I was just like, OK, so you guys are just dorks like you're grown adults that are dorks. And I'm OK with that. And I'm also a dork, too, because I get it. And doing like research on Pepe and like the, the history and um, all that stuff, the Pop-Tart cat. <laughs> I like all like I love memes um, I'm not gonna draw them I did draw a Pepe and I sold it to a collector like privately he begged for it and I just I couldn't say no to him he wouldn't leave me alone 
but um, I'm never going to draw another Pepe mainly because um, it, it doesn't feel like something I could do just for fun. Drawing that one was more about awareness and um, the people who resonated with that piece did. And, and when I say they resonated with it, they were in my DMs like, this is crazy. I know a lot of people aren't going to like it, but I love it. And that makes me happy. But am I just going to draw Pepe in my work? Nah. Nah, but I respect artists who do. I totally get it. Um, as long as it's not something you're just doing for money, I totally respect it. No, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh yeah, is it is it my turn? I think it is. Yeah, sure. I guess. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I just from 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 just you know eavesdropping on the last one. Um, I maybe if you you know not think of it as a negative. Um, your shakiness with painting, but maybe add it as a new type of um, texture or stroke or, you know what I mean? Um, who knows, you know, but that was just that. My my question was, I, I, I know you hate talking about the future or thinking about the future, um, but I like to, you know, give challenges. So if you could phrase one thing... In, in one thing, this phrase, where you'd want to be or um, what you would like. And that can range or be as in general as you would like it to. Just. Um... Um, so, so I um, my goal right now is to um, blow up and act like I don't know nobody. No, I'm kidding. Hi, 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 hi. No, I'm kidding. Um, my goal, and this is something that I tell myself every day, and I also drop it in a lot of group chats often, is um, I have a spreadsheet of artists, like a thousand artists. that I, And every time I see an artist that I like on Twitter, I put them on this spreadsheet and I turn on the notifications. I have a lot of notifications on for creators. And I tell myself every single day that... Um, when my moment comes in Web3 and I have like that, that, oh my God, what the fuck, like crazy sell and like everything changes. Every single person that has supported me, that has retweeted my work, that has reached out to me, that has said anything nice to me, that has stood up for me when I've been attacked online, I am taking them to the top with me. So I'm not taking five people to the top. I'm taking 6,000 artists with me to the top and I'm going to make sure they all eat. So I'm not going to forget where I came from. And that is like literally my biggest like goal. I can't wait to finally make a tweet and go, finally, we can stop the who should I be collecting from? Here's all of the artists that I'm going to be collecting from for the next two years. It's a spreadsheet. Check it out. I can't wait to send it to collectors when they ask who they should be collecting from other than me. And that is my biggest goal. I do that now, though, honestly, because that's just the thing. That's that's just what I do. Hey. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I have like the largest smile on my face because I swear <laughs> to God, like I, I've been having a week as well. I've been having a um, a knee slapper. Um, people have been in my question necessarily. My humanity. Um, I couldn't be more thankful to have this space today. To hear these words, to experience Miss Izzy and to just be able to get these words of wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for existing. Um, I'm going to go back to me, man. I'm here. You're ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, 
just I have never it. heard Kai's smile this loudly before. Wow. This shit is crazy. <laughs> I don't even know how to react. Like he just like out of nowhere, just like first time he spoke, just ridiculous. I feel like I have to DM you. I'm probably going to when this ends. Nah, like, I'm I'm also just razzing Kai a little bit because he's always so serious. <laughs> But we got we got one final question. I'm gonna cap it here, Bonsai. We're gonna give it away to you, and then to be respectful of Cat Russell and Faith's time, we are going to wrap it up after this one. Yo, what's up? Uh, thanks for bringing me up. Uh, as always, I really um like your art, and I think uh like appreciate how you can like express yourself without holding back um with your art, Faith. And I think that's kind of like a powerful thing, and like kind of brave to like to be able to do that and my kind of question is like what have you learned about yourself or like the creative process as you've created these pieces like on this journey kind of thing um I've learned that I'm radical um in all aspects of my life uh and and I, I think that's like the simplest way that I can put it um I'm vocal and if I can't use words to be vocal, then I'm going to figure out another way to do that. And uh, my choice on social media was through art. And uh, I, I hope that that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, I realized that was maybe like a, a longer question. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like that answer a lot. Thank you so much, Bonsai. Thank you so much, Faith. Thank you so much to everyone else that's up here. JT, Rika, Maxwell, Kai, Kat, the burrito account itself. Thank you, Zion, for holding it down. As always, we love you very much. Um, everyone, thank you so much for being here. Again, if you missed any part of this wonderful conversation, to the behest of me and Faith ourselves, because we hate our own voices, you <laughs> will be able to stream this anywhere podcasts are accessible, whether that be Spotify, Apple, or what have you. And it will be on our YouTube channel, which you will be able to access through the links in the main burrito profile on Twitter. So again, there are a lot of ways that you could be spending your time and we are very grateful that you guys have spent it with us. This has probably been one of my favorite spaces personally. I think the conversational flow was excellent and there were a lot of really great questions and I loved all of the positive interactions that we had between everyone. So thank you again from me personally a little bit extra tonight because you guys made it so extra wonderful. Yeah, everything ready said. Yeah, keep that up, Ready. Good job. No problem. I think that was the best I've ever wrapped up one of these spaces. So on that note, I think we will give it to Faith for one last uh, comment, and then we will wrap it up. Um, thank you to everyone who came. Uh, this definitely made me feel special. And um, it's an honor to be able to finally do a space with Burrito Dow and Block Party. I have an obsession with Block Party, and I think they have an obsession with me. And I love it. I think it's equal. Um I look forward to coming to these more and I hope ready that you get to experience more spaces like this. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for literally making my week much better. Thank you so much for making my week so much better. I'm very, very grateful for this conversation that has happened tonight and I look forward to many more in the future. Thank you guys so much. And for all of us here at Burrito Dow and Block Party and Faith, it's going to be a wrap.